there's a very complicated conspiracy to keep us thinking the world is round when it's not. But why? Money, probably money. What money? I'm not certain. You know, there's a bunch of Circle Earth money. Maybe the globe industry. <laughs> the globe like... industry? <laughs> I mean, globes are probably more expensive than maps, right? I was wondering how and exactly what is intuition. And do you know any, like, research on that topic? I don't know that it's very well researched. But if I had to guess, I would say it's your brain synthesizing conscious and subconscious information. When I think intuition, it's like people who were like, oh, I had a bad feeling and I got my family out of the house and then it exploded. And if you were to go back and think about it, those people, maybe they smelled gas or maybe they heard something that was there or maybe they didn't hear something that's normally there. Okay, so there's the filtering of things that are consciously presented to you, right? Right. And maybe the mind is picking up on them even if you're not. Oh, definitely. And since you, you're you used to that humming noise, and now the humming noise is gone, you're like, huh, something's wrong. I need to get out of here before my air conditioner explodes. <laughs> So they actually did a study, this is kind of related to the topic, but they were curious about the phenomena of ghosts. <laughs> ghosts. That's that's the next stop after I finish up Alien Files. <laughs> but uh, so they were talking about ghosts. Uh-huh. They, I, I'm not sure how they got to this, but they kind of concluded that ghost sightings are far more frequent within a proximity of certain devices. Certain devices. Devices or objects. Um, like you're more likely to see ghosts during a thunderstorm and people, you know, ghosts are more common in certain areas. What okay. they came up with was that really low frequency, long sound waves, when they hit you, frighten you. Low frequency, long sound waves. Yeah. The rumble of thunder is a really low-frequency sound. They okay. even said, like, tiger roars are really low-frequency sounds. These are sounds that, you know, you should be frightened of. And okay. I guess that certain electronic devices, like certain kinds of transformers on power lines, emit low-frequency sounds. Gotcha. Or maybe, like, an old house or something. And they were trying to get at the possibility that ghost sightings were just people experiencing low-frequency sound. Even going so as far to point out that low-frequency sound can actually, like, vibrate the liquid in your eyes, making you see things that aren't there. Okay. Now, how did they test their hypothesis? I couldn't tell you. I think they just played low-frequency sounds for people and asked them how they felt. <laughs> and and they, they said... I feel like there's a ghost in here. <laughs> I'm not, you know, something like that. And it was something, and it might have even been that the sounds weren't audible sounds. So they had people in a waiting room for a certain amount of time, and then they're like, oh, fill out this survey about how you feel right now. And people are like, oh, I'm freaking terrified, and I don't know what's going on. 
I feel I'd have to afraid. look into it again. Huh. Okay. In other news, I started watching, as you recommended, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. I started watching that. Also, what do you think? I'm on the third episode, I think. Spoilers. Mr. Strange has come back from the war. Oh. And the lady that was brought back from the dead pulls out a gun and tries to assassinate Mr. Norrell. And the guy that helps out Mr. Norrell, who I don't even really remember them introducing his name, like he's just always that thug that's kind of following him around. Some, hold on, I'll look it up. Is that guy his lawyer? And then I'm like, okay, wait, is that guy a criminal <laughs> bodyguard kind of guy? I think he's like a manservant. So he's like a butler? Yeah. Wait, he can use spells? Uh, so w he's a wizard? <laughs> and then uh, then he dies, I assume. Uh, I didn't watch the next episode. But I really like it. Uh, my favorite character by far is the... Childermas. His name's Childermas. John Childermas. Or Childermas. Is that the fairy guy? No, that's the, uh, that's the okay. manservant's name. Okay. That guy was my second favorite character. Uh, my favorite, first favorite character is, uh, the fairy dude. The gentleman? Whatever. Yeah, whatever his name is. I think they just call him the gentleman. Okay. I really also like the guy that reminds me of Barbosa the pirate, the old magician that's kind of wandering around in the woods, <laughs> or wandering around in the streets. What is his name? It starts with a V. Vinculus. I like that he's just stumbling around in the grass, <laughs> and he just hands off those spells, and now that guy can do magic. His word's not mine. <laughs> The Raven King seems like an interesting omen type thing. Magician that betrayed magicians somehow. I mean, you're just going to have to, uh, what, there's only like seven or eight episodes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is, is it the show over after the first season? I think so. At least on Netflix. If there's more, it's not on Netflix yet. Okay, cool. Anyway, uh, I'm enjoying it. Oh, I'm glad you're enjoying it. I, I thought it was pretty interesting. I like shows where there's like a super, supernatural element and characters are, those characters are kind of like forces of nature. I kind of get that vibe from the gentleman that he's kind of like a force of madness kind of thing. Yeah, he's kind of a dick. Uh, but it's not really that he means to be. It's just that so far, at least. It's just that he's kind of like, uh, don't you want to come to my party? And your party just <laughs> happens to be all night long and you never get any sleep. And part of the party's tying you up and putting a rose in your mouth? I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm interested to see what's going to happen with um, the guy that's going to become the king. Um, that he keeps promising him that... Um, oh, the, that uh, the butler. butler. Yeah, keeps promising him. Saying he'll be a king or something. It's it's all gonna be you know, you just gotta you just gotta watch. Yeah. Anyway, uh I've been watching that, so your recommendations are being noted and <laughs> operated upon. 
Oh, good. Glad you're enjoying it. If I watch something else interesting, I'll let you know. Thank you. Oh, Luke Cage is actually pretty good. Oh, I saw that that um, that it come up in the queue. Still need to watch Daredevil and <laughs> uh, with Jessica with, uh, Jones. Uh, Jessica Jones and also. Daredevil too, because there's two seasons of Daredevil out. Ooh, and maybe Agents of Shield if that's worth watching. It doesn't tie in directly, but I think after a quarter to a half of the first season, I think the Shield show actually gets decent. It's not like great, okay, but it's it's watchable. I haven't seen any of the most recent season, but okay. it's got Ghost Rider in it, so it can't be that bad, right? Ghost Rider has always done really, really well in <laughs> movies. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Nicholas Cage. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Ah, so another thing that I don't know if you're aware of. Uh last weekend I I decided to stop putting off my computer. Yay! So I uh I got on the internet and spent slightly more than I anticipated. <laughs> but I have several boxes that contain parts sitting in my room right now. Good. Everything is here except for the case. <laughs> you know, the place where everything goes. <laughs> yes. Uh, now, have you read about um, destaticking things? So I actually bought a like a toolkit. So I have a destatic bracelet that grounds me to the case. Good. That is good. Looks like you've done your research. And everything is still in, like, the original packaging. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming those packagings were, you know, anti-static or something. What, what kind of parts did you get? All right, so let me load up my little list here. Uh, it's largely based on that Positron computer build. Uh -huh. The Positron 2.0 by Austin Evans. Uh, the big changes that I made were he, he recommended one terabyte of storage. Uh huh. And I was like, ha, I probably have that much crap already because I do. <laughs> Double it. So I actually went to five. Oh, quadruple? No, no, no. Quintuple. I had at least a terabyte of movies at one point. And nearly a terabyte of other things. <laughs> other things. Oh. Uh, well, you know, so I've got music, but I also have, like, every homework assignment I've ever done. Oh, wow. And, like, every PowerPoint that a teacher has ever put on, like, a course website. I've downloaded them all. I've been hand-typing my notes for the past two or three years of school. Which, you know, text documents aren't huge, but when you throw in videos and PowerPoints and lots of... PDFs and things, and I also like to download pictures off the internet. Mm -hmm. no, I'm not talking about pornography. <laughs> I'm talking about like just really funny pictures on the internet. You know, Batman Darth Vader combination, or like a cat that looks like Chewbacca. Have you ever seen the image? This is fine. This is fine. Uh huh. I do not know. <laughs> I pinged it too. Oh, the dog. <laughs> <laughs> this is fine. 
<laughs> See, that is the sort of thing that I would save on my computer. Because at some point in the future, the internet will stop existing, and I will have cataloged a bunch of kind of worthless things that I thought were funny. Yeah, so I went with uh, five terabytes of memory. It's a Western Digital. Let's see. All right, so I've got an Intel Core i5, a an MSI R9 390 graphics card. How much memory does the graphics Eight have? gigs. Ooh. MSI R9 390 gaming 8 gig graphics card. Uh, I've got a, a 600 watt power source. <laughs> an asus motherboard i've got eight gigs of ram and it's one eight gig piece instead of like two four gig pieces okay so you you can expand out i think so cool did you not you know i had already kind of hit a a certain threshold on cost (laughs) and then i've got uh 256 gigabyte solid state samsung drive okay and you're gonna Put the operating operating system. Yep. Oh, tell me how that is when uh, when it gets done. Hopefully, it's like the best thing I've ever done. Especially, so the laptop that I'm using to Skype you right now is approximately like seven or eight years old. Time to so I like I'll turn it on and you know there's a point where you helped me kind of get rid of a lot of the random startup programs. And even after clearing all those out, it's still kind of like freezes in place for like three minutes and then in one instant plays all of the like startup noises it's like okay (laughs) i've been thinking about it it's time to go now (laughs) and so one of the nice things about building this new computer is i will be able to take all of the files that i need off of these older ones and then factory reset them and i think that will assist in a lot of things yeah, get, get all that crud out of there. How many fans? Uh, did the you power get? source has a big fan in it. Okay, so you didn't get any like ex- extra. Fans? No, I have climate control in my apartment, so I'm not super concerned yet. And I might get some of that heat paste. Heat paste. I don't know what it's called, but there's a paste that is appropriate for this. I sent you a, another funny image on the internet. I love images on the internet. Shop for a new tie, make macaroni, do cardio. Don't let the existential dread set in. Don't let it set in. Vacuum the rug. So being an adult. Yeah. (laughs) Other than cardio and buying ties, and I also don't vacuum. I have a broom. I do proxies (laughs) of these things, except for cardio. I don't work out. Way too lazy for that. Kind of reminds me, I saw something and someone had posted, you know, everyone talks about all these like lazy entitled millennials that just sit around and do nothing. And they're like, where are these people? Every millennial I know has like 12 jobs and is suffering from mental disorders and is freaking out. Where are all these millennials that just sit around all day? <laughs> I think every generation sort of says it that, you know, the current generation is. Uh, entitled or whatnot. Oh, yeah. I'm sure Plato is back there saying it kind of thing. I mean, we I complain about how much younger people are on their phones just because those didn't exist in the same capacity when I was their age. You whippersnappers and your smartphones. Back when I was a kid, I had a rotary phone. Ben, you're not that old. Yes, but my family still had a rotary phone until like 
2000. <laughs> you know, keeping with the times. If you listen to the third podcast, I was playing around with creating music. <laughs> Turns out I'm very uh, knowledgeable about how music works. Okay. <laughs> so it's just a very short little jingle. Gotcha. Is it something I should be concerned about? <laughs> no, no, it's uh, there's no words to the jingle. Uh, it's probably just a little too loud, I think, and not very good. So it, I'll be playing around with it. So a lot of times our conversation naturally meanders, and if I cut out certain parts that would have made that conversation make sense, like how we got from A to B, I just kind of replace that with a little pause and put like a little. Oh, I think I encountered that. When I was listening. Okay. Yeah. I thought maybe it was like a feature of the software. Uh, nope. I generated <laughs> that horrible monstrosity of a sound. Yeah, if we're going to become like podcast stars, we should come up with a, like a theme song or something. Oh, yeah? Okay. You go out and you think of a theme song. Mm. Did you ever watch Sam and Max Freelance Police? No. Sam and Max Freelance Police had a good theme song. How did it go? How much? <laughs> Freelance Police. <laughs> Sam and Max. Freelance. You know, it was it was like the mid nineties when that's how things worked. <laughs> that you could just repeat the title of the show in the oncoming. I the think that was the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. All right, let me listen to it real quick, and then I'll send it to you. Okay. Okay, little buddy. On three. Ready? One. One and a half. <laughs> three! All right, Sonny, consider yourself. I have not seen the show, but I like the character design. <laughs> Is Max the dog? No. I think Max is the oh. bunny. Now they're in space. So, I mean, I don't want to rip that off, but something similar. You can come up with it. It'll be fine. I need to learn stuff about Maybe we music. could just get a low-frequency sound that makes people think they're seeing ghosts. <laughs> ghosts are real. You know that, like, uh, <laughs> sound effect? Yes. All Halloween toys have. Halloween's coming up. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, my friend is throwing it. Ooh, which friend? Anybody I know? Uh, you don't know him. Um, he's... Also got a beard. He's one of my other bearded Sounds friends. like a good guy. He's into magic and all sorts of nerdy things. But uh, he's planning a Halloween party. We are going to use giant Nerf bows to play red light, green light, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, if you get too close, they can shoot you with a bow and arrow. I think the main thing is, like, there's a person that has a bow, and there's people that are trying to get so close to the person with the bow. Mm -hmm. And you can, like, slowly take steps, 
and that person gets to fire at you, and you can't dodge. Uh, we played it before. It hurts <laughs> when you get hit. <laughs> Sounds like uh, fun. Those things are fun. You you might want to consider playing. I might have to. Yeah, you sent me a video once. I might have to order one. They are very fun. Do you have a favorite holiday? Hmm, it's probably Halloween. Hmm. What's your favorite thing about Halloween? Uh, scaring people. Oh, okay. So you're into the producing fear department. My younger sister, her birthday is Halloween. So oh. on multiple occasions for her birthday, we would have some kind of Halloween party, mm-hmm. which on at least one or two occasions involved like a hayride through cornfields where me and my cousin would like wear masks and jump out of the corn at the wagon. And scare a bunch of children. <laughs> you, you are a, a role model. <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. Sid, child scarer. <laughs> I know. That's why when these people are all upset about the clown epidemic all around the country, I'm like, the guys are just scaring people. What's, what's wrong with that? Isn't that normal? <laughs> oh, you can only do that one day a year? Oh. <laughs> they even waited until it was like late September, early October, right? Yeah, they're just getting in the spirit. I think clowns are in like this weird place. I'm not afraid of clowns. Mm-hmm. Um, never have been. But I feel enough people are irrationally afraid of clowns that they then make clowns scarier somehow, just like a little bit. And then the Joker doesn't help. Yeah, I saw someone post it on Facebook. They're like, "There's a, there's an idiot." billionaire running for president and there are clowns running around where's batman when you need him (laughs) although i don't know if comparing donald trump to lex luther running for president is an accurate comparison he has a robot suit like a large mechanical armor they both could be bald yes no i think donald trump's hair is probably real somebody i've seen him like let people touch it they, like, try to take it off because everyone thinks it's fake. So he'll periodically uh-huh. be like, go ahead, try and pull my hair off. And that that's enough to satisfy your scientific inquiry? Well, if it was planned, then <laughs> no. But if it was, like, spontaneous, then that suggests he didn't have as much prep time. Yeah. <laughs> he could have glued it to his head, I suppose. <laughs> I would want a council to... <laughs> put that together of independent scientific minds. We need to get to the bottom of this. This is clearly the most pressing issue (laughs) in our current presidential election, too. Yes. There's nothing like high student loans, housing issues, starving children. healthcare. Anything. Retirement plans. Yeah, it's all about Trump's hair. Yeah. I'm a little afraid that even if Trump doesn't win, right, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty confident that he won't. And when I say pretty confident, I mean 40%. (laughs) I mean, that's, you know, that's that's more than like 20%. It's more than 11%. Yes. All those numbers are less than 40 (laughs) No, not fact. (laughs) A new age of factless facts that don't mean anything. (laughs) 
<laughs> Says who? <laughs> uh, polls. Some of them? All of them? I hear people say that 40% is more than half. I hear people saying it. I'm not saying it, but I'm hearing people say it. <laughs> a lot of people. It's a lot of people. And I don't know when the last time this actually happened was, but like a, a presidential debate was just solidly about issues and platforms and like policy rather than exactly i know you want to have a debate that discusses each person's character <laughs> but i would be hoping 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 hope i'd be hoping that at the time that you're in a position where you're running for president that a lot of your more base character traits are well groomed you know what i mean not saying like you're fake or whatever it's okay to speak your mind but if you're speaking your mind it doesn't have to be a hateful mind right right you would hope someone making it this far would just have better judgment judgment and thoughts going on a lot of my view of the world is kind of that old saying that you you become what you think mm -hmm. about if he's prescribing to that he's he's the real one he's off the cuff kind of thing then his inner dialogue is very uh, negative and very uh it's this guy's problem it's that guy's problem and i can solve it but i'm not going to tell you not until you elect me i can't have you stealing my ideas St stealing your ideas you're uh, intellectual endeavors, right? Oh, yeah. He's done so well to have beaten out perhaps slightly more stately statesmen. But not necessarily less crazy. Correct. I don't like where that's going, and I would like to write a novel called The Death of the Party. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are people who think that the Republican Party is either going to divide in two or that would be cool. dramatically change in the next couple presidential election cycles because of what's happening right now. I am all for letting the crazy folks become their own crazy Their own party, party that's kind of small and doesn't get very much attention. <laughs> Besides all of the free media attention that they get. All of those Tea Party mm -hmm. folks... All of the very vocal and hate-focused ones, I think, should not be listened to. Their positions are very emotional-driven and not, not, not coming from a place that makes sense for people that you should, would be looking up to. I'm not saying you have to be unemotional, right? Expect that you're a human, right? And you, you have feelings, right. trouble, but I'm not saying that you fly off the wall and start bringing back the guillotine and murdering people. <laughs> I swear to God, there's this guy in Maine, he's, I think, the governor, and he is like Trump, but a governor. And basically he's saying... All these Syrian refugees are part of the problem in Maine. We're not going to let any into our state. And I think we should bring back dueling. 
you, you think we should bring back honor duels? <laughs> Are you insane? I mean, I guess that's a... Yeah. Just, just talk about that. Bringing back honor duels. <laughs> How do you police something like that? Well, you don't. Because how could you prove that it was an honor duel and not just a murder? If it happens at noon, then it's an honor duel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if it happens at, I guess, anywhere between like 12 and 12.15. What if I was at a bank and then I pull out a gun at 12 and shoot the, all the people in there? Is that an honor duel? Did I honor duel all of them? Were you in like a duel field with a clock in the background? <laughs> no, I was in a bank. You know, honor duels in ancient Nordic countries had to take place on the skin of an ox. <laughs> what? You and your opponent, they would skin an ox. They would lay the skin on the ground. And you and okay. your opponent would fight on it, but neither of you could step off the skin. You would automatically lose. Okay, and what happens if you lose? You lose the duel. So you lose your property or whatever you had on the Okay, you lose the argument. Yes, you lose the argument. But it kind of forced them to, you know, stick around and play. Otherwise, they might die or something. Because they could also just be killed. Like, when he says honor duel, he really <laughs> means, like, kill them. Yes, he's probably thinking, kill them. <laughs> or at least seriously injure them. Because he mentions that he's not going to be like Hamilton, where he misses intentionally. Because that was a thing back in the day, is like, you're both shooting at each other, but not really, and you showed up, oh, look, you both were at the duel, good job. Nobody died. And, you know, you could, if you wanted to, try and kill the guy. <laughs> but, like, it's an honor duel, right? Mm -hmm. uh, gentlemen. I think if you introduced it to the main population, there's not really that gentleman class in our society as much. And so if you just made it a law that you could kill people uh, through disagreements, that would go and turn into the purge very fucking fast. Yeah, no, it would. It would probably be a net detriment to society. You can only, you have to slap them with a glove. Yeah, there's a, there's a whole procedure. If you did the procedure wrong, it's murder, right? Like, I can't even imagine how the police would control something like that. Or the military, you know? Or what if you challenge the president to a duel, right? Could you challenge a congressman to the, <laughs> a duel yes. and kill them? Of course. They could probably choose to reject the offer, but then they would be, you know, dishonored. Dishonor on you, dishonor on your cow, you know? What things are duelable? Mm. Maybe if someone insults your family would be duelable, back in the day at least. You could probably duel to, like, settle debts. Okay, like, I owe you $500, and I'm like, I just don't, not gonna pay you. <laughs> we duel. Okay. That seems like a bad business model for, for the creditor. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know. I just want him to explain that. I'm sure he hasn't thought about it. That's why you gotta, like, couple these things together. It's not like, whatever just comes out of my mouth is what we're doing today. You're kind of steering the ship of a large And you nation. should think a little bit about where you're going. Yeah, you don't want to go straight off the cliffs. You want to 
maybe go to the dock somewhere. <laughs> I don't know why I said cliffs, because you're in a boat. <laughs> I mean, the world's flat, right? Yeah, oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. You just go right up. Those people still exist, too. How do they still well, exist? Well, there's a very complicated conspiracy to keep us thinking the world is round when it's not. But why? Money, probably money. I'm not certain. You what know, there's money? a bunch of Circle Earth money. Maybe the globe industry doesn't like. <laughs> the globe industry? I mean, industry? globes are probably more expensive than maps, right? Probably. But when's the last time you looked at a globe? I, actually, I looked at a, a very, very large decorative globe today. Really? Yes. Are you part of the Illuminati? No, there's a uh, there's like a a globe, and the diameter is probably like four feet in one of the campus buildings. Uh-huh. Is it an old? Yes, globe? it is. So it uses like 1800s okay. names for some of the cities and things. But uh, so I did just happen to sit and look at a globe today. Those old globes are kind of like relics of how the world used to be. Mm-hmm. You're in on this uh, circle Earth. Party. Oh yes. <laughs> what evidence do they provide that the Earth is flat? Yeah, you know, it's a very complicated, well thought out argument that I uh, can't really outline now because I'm not super familiar with it. But I know they recently had a new theory about how there aren't any trees <laughs> that has shaken up the flat Earth community. What? Uh, so someone posited that there are no longer any trees. The, and that uh, all the trees, or things uh, that we think are trees, are actually uh, like shrubs, <laughs> big shrubs. Uh, have they even gone and seen the redwood forest? Well, the trees that there used to be, that have been described by, you know, mythic accounts were much larger. So they think that, like, Buttes and mesas are old trees, trees that were miles tall and, you know, miles across. They think that ancient weathered rock patterns. Yes, and they have several side-by-side comparisons of, like, a stump and a small mountain (laughs) to back up their claim. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah, you, you, you just have to look it up. They have to be trolls. Uh, I I don't know. How could they be anything other than a troll? (laughs) No, there's no way you can look at a mesa, something that is massive most of the time, made out of different types of clay and stone, (laughs) and compare it to a stump. Yeah, I mean, you just gotta look into it. The the where 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 are the roots for the mesa? I mean, they're underground. We just haven't dug them up. Probably because all of the people who have the money and technology to dig the roots up are in on the conspiracy. <laughs> they're getting that circle Earth money. That's that that spherical Earth money. Yeah, you know. Right. Uh, okay. I just love it when people make arguments like that and. Their entire premise 
is predicated on like one thing that they just repeat forever. <laughs> what about the roots? And they're like, oh, um, circular earth people won't let us look them up. Circle of earth money. And like, okay, what about the rings that trees have? Where is that pattern? Petrified wood has the rings. It does. So I would expect that to extend to mesas. Where is the log, the trunk part of this tree? That is another valid question. Why does only the stump remain? And why is the tree made out of stone? <laughs> <laughs> did it did it fossilize? Is that what they're saying? I did think it get so. Petrified? I haven't looked into it too deeply. I just know that it's a newer um, component of the flat Earth, folks. Okay, if, if the Earth is flat, how, how do you get from two disjoint places on the map? I think part of that idea is that there's actually just a ring of ocean, and so. The boats and planes, who are all in on the conspiracy, they take you far enough away <laughs> from the coast so you can't see it anymore, and then you just go around the ring? You go around the ring. Yes, you're just at the outer rim of the circle, but not far enough that you can actually see, you know, over the edge. I, I, I'll let this slide At for some now. point in the future, we will both do our reading and uh, figure some things out. Okay, follow-up homework <laughs> for, uh, for, for next week. Understand the flat earth <laughs> argument. Or try to. Flat earth, there are no trees. That's what you have to Google. <laughs> I don't even understand how the tree argument... <laughs> helps their initial position. It might help explain climate change or something. The trees, like, created our climates or something, and now that they're gone. <laughs> okay, uh, we'll, we will, I'll save this for... Another time. Us. Another time. Uh, I just can't even begin to understand how this is a thing. And not, like, a large practical I joke. thought you were just going to stop it. Can't even. I can't even.